Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 246 of Game Time with Manny. As always, I am here with Matt. Yes, hello. Uh, yeah, we're here. The The news looks like a lot, but I probably won't talk about all of it, just because everything that happened in the Nintendo Direct is not really stuff that most people care about, or even me, for that matter. Um, I was going to say, I bet you don't care about most of it. No. Um, but to start, I guess, because a lot of the other news precedes this, uh, the Microsoft business update happened. Um, and when they announced that it was a podcast, I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. And it ended up being, I don't know why people call podcasts. I guess there are video podcasts, but it was just a video that they put up with uh, Phil Spencer, Sarah Bond, and uh, is it Matt Booty? I think. Yeah, yeah, Matt Booty. Um. And they were being interviewed by Tina Amini, who used to work at like Kotaku and IGN, and now she does like internal Microsoft stuff like this. Um, and it was kind of like a weird interview. <sighs> I don't know why they did this, to be honest, because this seemed like something that they could have just tweeted out when everyone was freaking out. To me, because basically, really, the crux of it is, hey we're going to be releasing four games to other platforms. Uh, And they, at this moment, they specifically said not Starfield or Indiana Jones, which were the two things that people were really upset about. Now they did not rule out the fact that those two games will never come. They will. Oh yeah, they will for sure. That's why I was like, Oh, they specifically like did language where they didn't rule it out completely, but they, they will eventually. Right. Um, And they're like, yeah, four games, two of which are like smaller single player games, two of which are live service that lined up exactly with what everyone had said in those being Hi-Fi Rush, Pentiment, Grounded and Sea of Thieves. Um, And it was weird because they were like, we can't announce these games right now, which you would like us to do because we have, uh, you know, other people, other things, plans for announcing them, which basically I thought at the time meant yo, these are in a Nintendo Direct and we don't want to ruin our relationship with Nintendo. So we got in a Direct, we're going to let that happen. Turns out that was true. Um, So yeah, it was just a weird thing where it was like, yeah, we can't see these games. So I don't know why you wouldn't just tweet out like, yeah, four older games are coming to other platforms. Other ones will come possibly in the future on a case-by-case basis, right? Um, Because... What I think is weird about this is like no one was wrong in what they were predicting this move was or what the rumors were. It was more just everybody was super like doom and gloom about how Xbox is over because of this. Right. Whereas then for some reason, when they did this podcast and announced that they were doing exactly what everyone predicted, now all of a sudden everyone is not so doom and gloom anymore, which to me doesn't make sense. Like what I said still holds true is that them putting these on other platforms will be a test to see if it works. And then they will put other games on a case by case basis on the other platforms with a gap from their release and then release them when it makes sense. And then when they realize how much sales they're getting, they're going to lower that gap. And that is basically what they're testing, right? Like that's, that's exactly what is happening. Um, I mean, this is no different than what Sony's doing with uh, the games on Steam. No, it isn't, right? It's just it's going to the other platforms, sure. Switch and PlayStation, because they are so far behind in terms of hardware sales. Which, like, yeah, that, that makes sense, right? It does still well, do the makes... same thing I said, where, like, eventually, depending on how low the gap gets, or if you're willing to wait, like there is not a reason to purchase an Xbox, but that's not like an over the overnight thing where people just decide that like, it's a slope that would gradually happen over time, depending on how this plays out. So there is a distortion with the Xbox and because like how many of the, how many like people are playing like Xbox games on PC, you know, like that's something we don't yeah that's that's something we don't know so we have no idea about that the thing that i thought was most interesting about this whole thing was they had not been reporting game pass subscribers 
for the past year, which usually means that once a company stops reporting the numbers on something, they're not happy with it or they're not growing as they should be. The last time they had announced it, it was 26 million people and it was like over a year ago. They Sarah Bond specifically said there are 34 million Game Pass users right now, which means that over the past year, they have only gotten 8 million subscribers. And then later on in interviews, Phil Spencer admitted that that number is them counting Xbox Live users as well. Oh, interesting. So that is Game Pass Core, Game Pass Ultimate, and just regular-ass Xbox Live users mixed together. Um, so if you had looked at their like sales projections, they had fucking crazy projections for game pass. Like it was going to increase 70% year over year. Clearly that's not happening. (laughs) Well, they need to actually release games. Well, yeah, that's helpful. So like them saying that is basically saying like, oh yeah, you know, we're not growing as large as we thought we were going to. And then Phil goes on this whole thing about how the game industry didn't really grow last year. It is like stagnating, which is, is that true? I mean, like the games industry is going through issues with layoffs and things like that. And they didn't get a bunch of capital injections from investors, but games sold better than ever last year. <laughs> so that is true, but I think like it, like games are costing more than they ever have. as well. Oh yeah. And that's, that's one of the huge problems with this, I think is that, yes. And I, I can get into that when we talk about Sony after this, but it, yeah, it's just not a sustainable thing. Like games take at this point, almost an entire console generation to develop. So it just like, I, I think that the, when people think about like, Oh yeah, the PS4 really hit its stride in its final year where like, you know, like five, four or five really good first party Sony games happened to come out in like a year's time span. That was pure luck. <laughs> like that. That shit never going to happen again. Let me tell you that right now. Um, and so, like, I get it. It was a thing. And they Phil Spencer looked nervous, man. He was sweating. Uh, it, but then it, it was basically just like we put this thing out to say nothing, really. Like, just to announce. Uh, I guess Diablo 4 is coming to Game Pass on March 28th. I mean, but they... You can say that, but also... But the the... What people are saying about Xbox completely changed after this. So yeah, like, it did, which it I still nothing. I still think is bizarre. It just I, I, people were overreacting, which is not surprising at all. No, yeah. The one thing that I felt was really annoying about this was Phil Spencer trying to capitalize on Sony's new game uh, success, Hell Divers Two, and he was like, "Yeah, I just don't think it makes sense, you know, to have like uh, platform specific games like." why why can't Helldivers 2 be on Xbox? And it's like, man, shut the fuck up. You know why. It's because yeah. why the fuck would they put it on Xbox when it's their platform is winning? Yeah. <laughs> it's on PC and their platform. They don't have to do that. Like, don't pretend like if it was reverse, you would be doing this. You would be like, ah, oh, yes, our new super sick popular game. We're gonna put that on PlayStation. Like, don't don't do that. That's stupid. Also, why is Hell Divers two so popular, dude? I don't know. It's it's like literally in the top five most popular games of Steam all time. And and I look at it and like all the reviews are just like this thing is very generic. I uh, I mean it has a lot of personality. It's basically like Starship yeah. Troopers, but you're playing it, you know, with like the really funny takes on democracy and fascism and stuff but um i don't know it's it's not for me and also they i i we wouldn't be able to play if we wanted to i'm not waiting waiting in a six hour queue to play well yeah that and then people are like can't you just buy more servers and it's like no that's not how it works man their game infrastructure doesn't support more servers (laughs) like they they were expecting this to be like a regular ass launch and instead it was like the most successful thing that's ever happened like this team wasn't ready for that yeah it's crazy it it makes no sense uh so yeah the fact that it has like three hundred thousand concurrent players on steam constantly and that doesn't even count ps5 players like jesus christ it's crazy yeah but phil spencer specifically calling that out i was like man shut up that's what a stupid thing to say 
at this time. Because back in the day, you weren't like, I would love if Halo came to PlayStation. Like, right. Come on, bro. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, that that was an interesting thing. And then, like, shortly after that, Sony put out a statement that was basically saying they will have (laughs) no major first-party releases from now until at least March 23rd, 2025. And I was like, excuse me? Yeah. What? How is that possible? And what is that? You think that's Wolverine? Oh God! Because it was I mean, a really—it's a really specific date. So I was like, that has to be the release date of a game, and in 2025, like that's probably Wolverine. I mean, that's a good question because it's not—it's not, like, not, not going to be something Naughty Dog made. I mean, what is, what have they been working on? They haven't made anything new in a long time. No. Uh, so, I don't know. But I, I would guess that that's not whatever Naughty Dog is making. And I, it uh, could, yeah, I don't know. It could be what Sucker Punch is doing, but I have no idea. I was going to say, it could be Sucker Punch's next game. Yeah. But, like, I'm just trying to think of, like, what do we know, like, of the major Sony studios, like, what they're making? And the only one is Wolverine. Yeah. And so that's right. why I was like, I feel like that probably is just Wolverine. Right. And it fits with the like timeline that people found during the Insomniac hack to for that game to release like early mid 2025. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's just really weird. And it's one of those things where they also basically said like the PS5 is, hey, it's nearing the end of its life cycle, um, which I guess, yeah, it's been out for a couple of years now, but I still, I feel like we've barely scratched the surface of this. Well, because they haven't generation. released games. Like both gener- like both console makers have not really released the games. No, and that's why, like Sony's thing, like, uh, yeah, it's, and you can tell what they're with what they're doing now. They are making third party exclusive or timed exclusive contracts to fill out that gap, right? Like well, right. Rise of the Ronin comes out uh march 22nd and that's uh, uh hell dive but that that is their first party they own that studio oh. i believe oh do they i didn't realize they, they at least it. own the hell divers ip i believe i i don't think they own the studio though uh well they the hell divers was exclusive to playstation one i think the original was okay exclusive to playstation um yeah i didn't think it because it's Arrowhead. I don't think Arrowhead is. Yeah, there. Arrowhead used to make Magicka. I don't, I don't know. They're an independent, so. Okay. I guess, I don't know how Sony even owns Helldivers, then. But it just seems weird. Oh, okay, yeah. Helldivers was published by Sony. So right. they, they get Helldivers. Um, yeah, so, like, third party, uh, yeah. So, I guess Helldivers counts for that. Like, the Final Fantasy VII remake. Um, that's still a weird one to me those aren't even coming out on pc dude which like that's leaving a lot of sales on the table for that even the first one like i don't i don't get it yeah that's i think it's weird but maybe sony's paying for that i don't know they have to be there's that's the only way i I mean yeah the pc version sold super well it was originally like an epic game store exclusive or whatever but I don't know, man. That, like, that's a weird one. But yeah, like Rise of Ronin, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Like, to most people, they probably see the marketing for Rebirth and think that that's just like a Sony exclusive forever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it seems like they're trying to do third party games. But then the thing, the rumor that came out after this really upset me, Matt, because people are saying that they think that this year Team Asobi is putting out an Astrobot game. You're telling me Sony doesn't think Astrobot is a major first party release? They need to I rethink they need to rethink that. That shit's sick. I love it. Anyways. I, I I bet they would consider a major like a $70 product. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, I'd fucking give me Astrobot. I'll eat that shit up. Whatever. New Astro. Yeah, but I bet that comes out at like what 30? Eh, it depends what it is. I guess. Maybe thirty to forty. I bet it's not a seventy dollar product. I'll pay seventy bucks if they put it out at that. But yeah, I don't know because like the VR game, people say is like the best PlayStation VR game. Um, 
and that like I like Astros Playroom. So any whatever they put out, like I'm super curious to see what that team does, especially given like more time with the PS5 hardware and stuff. So, but uh, like if it, you know if they're just thinking about smaller releases like that, I don't, yeah, I don't know. And I, I, I wouldn't mind like both, you know, like a lot more like like basically more publishers start releasing these smaller games anyway. Like yeah, I. Yes. Not not everything has to be a fifty hour experience. You know? No, it doesn't. And like it just, it, it, or just do stuff like that to fill the gaps between yeah, I mean, your wild Prince... eight million year development games. Right. I mean, that Prince of Persia game was awesome. Yeah, like the Prince of Persia game. Like uh, Ubisoft has been doing this recently. Like, uh, what was the Assassin's Creed game? Was smaller talking, in scale. Are you talking? They're talking about like the Chronicles. No, the most recent Assassin's Creed game. Oh, Mirage. Yeah, Mirage was like smaller in scale than a normal Assassin's yes. Creed game. So like, and those, the both of the, well, poor Prince of Persia did not sell super well, but Mirage that's, that's, did. Uh, yeah. But I mean, yeah, like I, I think smaller games like that, like they're cool and usually you can like have them be more concise and like, it, it, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't see there being any reason why you would not make or have studios or contract studios to make smaller things like that to go in between your wildly huge major releases but that's right. that's just me i don't know um so yeah hopefully there is an astrobot game by the end of the year i'd that'd be cool i'd like to play that um also the the rumors are very much probably true that the ps5 pro is going to come out this coming fall so well, they have to have something to justify it. And if it comes out this fall and they don't have any major releases until March 2025, that's crazy to me. That is crazy. So. I don't, I don't even think I've played a game that has come remotely close to capping out the PS5. So I don't no. And that's what that's what is one of those things is like by the quote end ish of the PS4 life cycle, like you could really feel that hardware being yes. pushed to its limits right and you could see it and you're like wow i would like new hardware i think that'd be really cool that doesn't happen on the ps5 man and if, I mean, it, like, if it does it's shit that is like not optimized correctly like tekken overheating it <laughs> so, like like control was a game that you're like this needed this this needed to be delayed until the new consoles yeah and there were several others around that time also. And it's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, I, I do feel that way when I play games on my switch, like, Hey, yeah. we need something different, man. Cause this isn't always working. And the PS4 felt the same, but yeah, the PS5 and the series X don't feel like that at all. Like they feel like they like, they barely tap the possibilities that those have to them. So I don't know. Uh, and then with that, I guess I'll just skip to the Nintendo one before I get into the partner direct. Um, it was heavily rumored and almost certainly true that the Switch 2 was slated to release this upcoming fall. That apparently is no longer the case. And now it will be early mid 2025 because oh, Nintendo was not happy with the slate of launch releases for it. Oh, so I don't know. That's cool. I would like a new Switch, but I mean, if you were going to put it out with like literally jack shit to play, it's good don't do that because console launches can be bad to start with because they usually don't have that many games other than like one that people really want to play it could have been a dire situation man i don't know <laughs> yeah, i'm just trying to think like ps5 and xbox series x didn't have anything did it no they didn't and like i i do truly think that like when nintendo launches stuff they always try to have at least one like most people are going to want to play this like dude i'm really fucking banking on the next 3d mario game to launch with this thing i want to play i want to play a new 3d mario so bad and it it makes sense in the timeline of development that that studio (laughs) hasn't put something out in a long time so that'd be really sick if that happened maybe Um, a new mario kart New Mario Kart as well. Yeah, sure. A new Mario Kart and a 3D Mario, and that would be... You best believe I'm going to fight people to pre-order that at that point. (laughs) Well, I mean, that would be just like insane seller. Oh, yeah. I'm... I, I... 
I'm curious about what Nintendo decides to do with the Switch too. Like, are they going to go the what most people would consider the correct route, where it's like basically the Switch again, but more powerful? Or are they going to go the bad Nintendo route, where they try to make it have some dumbass gimmick that ruins the whole thing? Oof. So, you know, we'll see. They'll probably announce that within the next couple months here. And we'll get to see what the deal with that is because like now they can't even hide it anymore. Like developers are out there saying they have dev kits and shit. Like it, you know, sure. people gotta be, and that machine's old now, like what? Eight, it nine is. years old. Uh, and it was, like it was 20... underpowered when it came out. So like 2017. <laughs> yeah. So like seven years, it was underpowered when it came out. So like, it, it it's, was. It's, it's about time for anything new. Uh, so yeah, and then they did their Nintendo Partner Direct, which like the the reason people were you know the rumors about the Switch Two were so hot and heavy and stuff is because like Nintendo is done <laughs> with the Switch, <laughs> like that's why this is a Partner Direct and why like the major releases for this last year in theory of the Switch are like ports of and remakes of Super Mario RPG, Paper Mario, The Thousand Year Door, and like the Princess Peach game. You know, like they're not out here being like we got a brand new 3d mario for the end of its life or like here's metroid prime 4 or whatever they're they're not saying that oh, so um although if the switch 2 did get delayed uh, this would be the fall for metroid prime 4 to come out on the switch and do really well so who knows oh I, yeah they, they need to have something right yeah they gotta they gotta have something because well in uh, in two days uh, is Pokemon Day, and so they have their Pokemon Direct. I would guess that some new Pokemon game is coming out this fall, as usual. So, you know, we'll see. But yeah, I, I, Metroid Prime Four would be like the a very good capper for like the Switch first party library. I think. So, do you think it'll be a remake or a new? Uh, I don't know. People are saying weird shit. All the leakers for Pokemon are really annoying and they never say anything directly anymore. They like give riddles and I fucking hate it. If you're going to be a leaker, don't be cute about it. Just leak it. So you got people like, I think this means this. And shut up. Just fucking leak it or don't. I don't know. So we'll, we'll find out in two days. I, I would guess that it's probably a black and white remake, but who knows? That'd be cool. Because that's like the schedule they're on is in theory, sure. if they follow what they had been doing, it'd be a black and white remake. So I really, what I want is go back to the let's go and do uh gold and silver. That would be real. I would, I would like that. Or if they just announce a new legends that takes place in sure. the black and white region, even because I, I think they need to make another legends game. Honestly, it sold really well for them. And like, it had like a super good, like baseline that if they could, work off that i think could be like a super awesome thing but who knows uh people are weird so we'll see especially pokemon company and nintendo so we will see but yeah nintendo had a partner direct and it was like 25 minutes of games and uh i think the main reason for this was to show like hey we have the xbox games but they didn't make a big deal out of it at all Mm -hmm. um i would have guessed personally that the two games coming to Switch from Xbox would have been Hi-Fi Rush and Pentiment. That's not the case. It is. They started with Grounded. And I was like, is Grounded going to run like shit on the Switch? It's like a big open world crafting thing. I haven't... I honestly, like... I remember when it came out like uh, in early access and I haven't heard anyone talk about it since. Uh, it's really cool. People really like it. Uh, I have played oh, a bit of it. I, th- I think it's neat. Uh, it's like a honey. I shrunk the kids in the backyard, but uh, it's but survival. it's also a survival, survival game. crafting game. Yeah. And, and when I heard that, I was like, I'm out. Yeah. So like, I tried it a little bit and was like, oh, this is pretty cool. I tried to play with my girlfriend's son, and it was like he didn't want anything to do with it because it wasn't Minecraft. So sure. I was like, ah, oh, whatever. Um, yeah, it's fun though. I think I think it's neat. It's it's a neat thing. Uh, and so that comes out on the Switch April 16th. Uh, and then the other one later, Pentiment, they, <laughs> they didn't even announce it. It was one of those shitty montages. <laughs> uh, and that's out now uh, on, on Switch if you want to go play it. I think it might also be out on PS5 now. Uh, I didn't check. But all, all four of the games are coming to PS5. Only these two are coming to Switch. 
Um, and then the other uh, Xbox related thing was they put some rare games on Switch Online. Blast Core for the N64, which is a super fun game, man. Blast Core is so fucking sick. You basically just like blow shit up with robots or like bulldozers. It's really fun. Um, and the original Killer Instinct on uh, SNES, which has a banging soundtrack. So people can go play that. I own Killer Instinct for real on Super Nintendo. So I don't need this. Yes, you do. That's still cool. Um, I saw people were upset that uh, Donkey Kong Country or Donkey Kong 64 is not on. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I guess I wouldn't be upset about that. I mean, like that seems like a no brainer. And also that's not one where Nintendo has to get permission from Microsoft. They can, right. they can just do that because they, they own Donkey Kong. So I don't know why people are being weird about that. I, but like, also like, why do you want to play that? yeah i mean that's the better question i mean like i think it's a cool game if like it was remastered i would play i could never play that original version again no and so the fact that now they're putting this xbox stuff and like this rare stuff uh on nintendo platforms you know what it makes me want matt rare replay bring that shit to switch let me play Viva Pinata on the Switch. It was a 360 game. It can run. No, that's and, true. Then, and then you could add Donkey Kong Country 1, 2, and 3 and Donkey Kong 64 to it. Ugh. But then also, what if the HD version of Banjo-Kazooie comes to other platforms, dude? Yes, yeah. let me do it. Let me play. Because oh, that's such a good like remaster of that in Banjo Tooie. It like, was like I would love to play that on other platforms. I think that'd be sick. It would work super well. I'd probably sell a fuckload on Switch, even if it was just by itself. So like, oh, absolutely. I hope that they start doing things like that because um, it makes the most sense to me. Um, yeah, and then like other stuff, like none of this other stuff really was like super big. I thought it was wild that a new Endless Ocean is. <laughs> both at the end of this and even coming out it's just like a chill ocean exploration game that was on the wii and stuff and like people really like the couple of those so that comes out may 2nd um yeah like the only other really big thing i guess was like um penny's big breakaway is out now on all platforms which is the first game from the studio that the guy who made sonic mania made he made his own studio and then this is like his oh, that's like, cool dreamcast-esque platformer uh that apparently has really cool good movement uh that's out now people seem to be mostly enjoying it uh not like super up my alley like the aesthetics of it but i people seem to be super hyped for it um and then like they showed a trailer for fantasy life i and it was delayed a second time which gives me much less faith about level five and what they're doing because it was already delayed to like this summer now it's delayed till october so i don't know um south park snow day which was like leaked before is an action rpg ubisoft south park engine thing it that does not look good no it doesn't so do that uh the the main ones that i got hyped for were gundam breaker 4 because gundam breaker 3 never came out in the u.s and i had to import it even though it was in English and it, it was super good. You like build your own Gundam models and then fight them. And then the next one they put out was called new Gundam breaker and was the only game I've ever hated enough to return it. Wow. I sent it right back to Amazon. I said, this game sucks. I want 65 bucks back and they actually did it. So they must've gotten a lot wow. of complaints. Uh, them naming this Gundam breaker Four gives me some hope, but I will definitely not buy it until reviews are out. And I have seen it because that last game sucked. No, I was a little confused about Battlefront Classic Collection. Isn't that more of a multiplayer game? Uh, it's both. It has a lot of single player content in it as well. Is the single player content good, or is it? Because like I only hear people talk about like the multiplayer. Uh, it's it's okay. I mean, it's basically just the multiplayer, but you're playing against the CPU, and there's like interesting modes and stuff to it. So okay, yeah, it's fun. I mean, you can play online too with it. So sure. Uh, and that's coming to everything as well. Like that that's why these partner directs are always kind of cool is like you see most of the stuff it's probably coming to most other platforms unless specified right. otherwise. Um there's one other thing. Oh, another crab's treasure which I've been following for a long time is basically like a souls-like game where you play as a hermit crab. 
its shell was stolen and then you like pick up other things as shells and they give you different abilities it's always looks cool i'm just glad it's come it has a release date now april 25th i think that game looks wait cool. that sounds a lot like another one that came out that's the you're thinking of the same game i think no no like it, it came out probably like five years ago oh uh, but like you it, you played it wasn't a crab but you played as something and then you'd like put on a different like you put on like a shell and then it would change your abilities and stuff. Oh yeah. Uh, either way, like when they should, they I've seen gameplay of it before. Cause I follow them on Twitter and stuff, but it looks like a cool game. And the, the studio is like very, you know, out there communicating with people and they had a bunch of steam next fest demos that were super successful. So that's, that's cool for them to get into mortal shell. Oh yeah. It's like mortal shell, except if it was like a fun cartoon. Yes. With a crab basically. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, so that's, I mean, that's really all I got there. You know, that's just a bunch of ports or new versions of old games and things of that nature. Uh, and then right after this, uh, press releases came out that Hi-Fi Rush is coming to PS5. And so it's Thea of Thieves coming to PS5. Sea of Thieves comes out April 20th, I think. And, uh, Hi-Fi Rush comes out March 20 something um, oh, then, PlayStation! See, PlayStation doesn't need to release new, you know, new first party because then they're just gonna release you know, Xbox <laughs> first party. Yeah, I would. I I'm super hyped that Hi-Fi Rush was coming because I was like, oh man, maybe like uh, limited run games or someone will make a physical copy of Hi-Fi Rush. I got my wish. They are oh, making, LRG is making physical copies of Pentiment and Hi-Fi Rush, so they're oh, cool. X- Xbox Switch and PS5 for Pentiment. Um, and Xbox and PS5 for um, Hi-Fi Rush. You can pre-order the Pentiment one now. I think they still don't have all the details of Hi-Fi Rush. They just said they're doing it. So, If you have ever bought a limited run game thing, you'll know that once you pre-order it 17 years from then, he'll get it in the mail and be like, I ordered this? Uh, but anyways, I think that's cool. That game deserved a physical release. I, that's neat. Um so I will probably purchase that for PS5 physically. Um, but yeah, th- those two are coming out. Also, people were like, how come there's no physical release of Grounded or Sea of Thieves? as like two live service games. The disc is basically as good as a coaster for a live yeah, yeah. service game. So <laughs> who gives a shit? Uh, so yeah, that's th- those are coming. Microsoft's getting their stuff out there. I I would have guessed I don't know man maybe Hi-Fi Rush's art style betrays how technically like advanced it is because you know sometimes you look at those cartoon games and you think like oh this must not take that much to run but maybe there's a lot lot more going on where the Switch just can't do it so I could that doesn't surprise me no yeah it's just like the Switch is a seven year old console yeah it just seems like one of those things where it would like do well. And then like you look at grounded and you're like, wow, this looks like trash in this trailer. So, you know, they could have made high fire rush look like trash maybe, but whatever. Um, and then there were just several other announcements and things. Um, Capcom announced that there are no announcements coming at Capcom cup, which is like, I, I don't understand Capcom's like post launch marketing for street fighter six. It makes no sense to me. They like just, show character trailers like on random days with like no fanfare and then half the time people are like whoa they showed gameplay of the new character (laughs) like uh, like, that happened with ed they like released his trailer like last week or two weeks ago and like then put out a bunch of like weird gameplay things and stuff and i was just like yeah i don't understand why you don't do this at like tournaments like you used to or major events where people are watching it but whatever uh, people were thinking that like because Ed comes out this coming Tuesday that they would show Akuma at Capcom Cup because he's the last DLC character for season one, uh, and they said no. Or like even the balance, like a season two balance patch because they have not made, had a balance patch for this game yet. Um, so uh, usually after Capcom Cup would be when you change that stuff. So yeah, yeah um, interestingly weird. enough, there is a build with ed in it at capcom cup that does have balance changes in it so it is unclear if those balance changes will come out with ed on tuesday 
or if these are just like a couple changes they were like thinking of and like having pro players like test them out or something at on, in this build. So at the very least, Ed will be out Tuesday. Uh, so we'll see that other stuff. Um, so that is that's kind of interesting. Um, and then to get in on the fighting game action, Riot said we're going to announce the official name of Project L tomorrow. And then they did. And it's called 2XKO. And I think that's the worst name. <laughs> I think you should have just left the name Project L if this is what we were going to do. Um, I also like I, I talked with my brother about this because it seems like one of those things where they just wanted to have an announcement for something so that people were still talking about Project L because they didn't announce anything else with this. They showed like one still of another character that they haven't shown yet. Alawi. Um, and said we're still targeting a 2025 release date. So it's just like, okay, well, why? maybe you should have just waited and thought of a better name. Right. And but, I've, I've literally seen no one say they think it's a good name. So, but Yeah. <laughs> and people were like, well, it's because there's two characters and it's a tag fighter and you got to beat them both to win. It was like, okay. That doesn't make it a good name. Like what? Yeah, yeah. And I keep accidentally calling it 2KXO every time I try to say it out loud. So, whatever. I it, it doesn't matter in the end what it's called. It looks like a cool game, but it just I think that's a shitty name. So, but yeah, I'm definitely going to like you can text me in a couple days and ask me if I remember and I'm going to forget that name. Yeah, and it's one of those things where it's like also, why wouldn't you like tie it into some type of League of Legends branding for like name recognition? Because like the League of Legends takes place in Rune Terra, right? Like their card game is called Legends of Rune Terra. Why not call this like Rune Terra Fighters or Fighters of Rune Terra? Like I don't, I don't know, whatever. I'm not in marketing at Riot, so if it if it's a good game though it'll sell and yeah it, i mean it's a free-to-play game so sure. people will play it regardless um also it just it looks so sick and so many pro fighting game players like clockwork and nerd josh work on it and marlin pie who are like love marvel and you're like this yes please make this new marvel but with league of legends characters thank you you already i mean clockwork already did that with power rangers battle for the grid so yeah do you like that game do it again but with league of legends I'm in. Uh, yeah, so they did that. And then um, uh, From Software said, hey, tomorrow you best look out for our Elden Ring DLC trailer. We've been teasing it for a long time. Shadows of the Erd Tree. They put out a three-minute trailer and they said, hey, this comes out June 21st and it's $40. And this seems so big for a DLC dude. Because, you know, Elden Ring's an open world game. They did interviews where Miyazaki was like, yeah, it, it the area is as big as the first area of Elden Ring, which is like as big as most full open world games they are. And I was like, that's fucking crazy, dude. That's huge. And they showed the bosses and stuff. It looks so cool. So that's neat. They're, it's getting its own physical copy in like collector's edition also. So they're really, oh, really? they're really like, damn, dude, we're putting this out there. Uh, and their website broke as soon as the pre-orders went up. So <laughs> people are excited for the Elden Ring DLC. I guess I don't know. It, it looks super sick though. Like the the bosses they showed look neat. Some of the new weapons and stuff I think look really cool. So that's cool for people who played Elden Ring and beat it. I did not. So you know, probably won't get this unless I decide that I want to beat Elden Ring, which I don't think I will. So. But that's cool for people. And like from software is basically like, we're not doing anything else for Elden Ring after this. Like this is huge DLC. We're putting a lot in it. So eat up when it comes out in June. Um, yeah. And that's really it for the news is more like, you know, just a lot of announcements inside of other things. Russian doll nesting doll announcements. Um, but yeah, I mean, upcoming, there should be some cool stuff like, uh, you know, the Pokemon stuff this Tuesday, I think will be pretty interesting. So, Yeah, that, I'm kind of excited to see what they're, as we, as we discussed, like, what are they doing next? And yeah. they could 
they could have a couple announcements. I mean, like that one year, it seemed like they announced three new Pokemon games, and one was like the Legends Arceus, and then and then there was like the remake and something else. So like, uh, it was I think it was the remake and Scarlet and Violet. Yeah, I think they announced. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, I would even take like another round of dlc for scarlet and violet because they did a good job with this this last one but yes. i don't think they can do that I, I think they could get away with that if it was like known that there would be some crazy performance boosting patch coming with switch 2 or something but i don't i don't think they can get away with it if that's not like a guarantee so yeah i'd be I, I, as we discussed i'd be okay with a, a new let's go a remake of black and white or a new new uh game yeah it's gonna pretty and, much any any game they announce i'll probably be cool with because like i just yeah. i like pokemon things and i i will play yeah i will play so yeah that's neat and like they got some of the announcements out of the way already like they already announced the new uh like pokemon unite character so they don't have to waste time on that well i hope but I think they did it because last time they ended up accidentally releasing the character like seven hours before the Pokemon Day thing. So they probably will do the same thing this time and just announced it ahead of time for so they, you know, people know. But yeah, so with that, we can get into what we have been playing. Uh, do you want to go first here? Yeah, I can go first. Right. Um I finished uh, Sniper Elite V2. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think it really changed much. It just continued to be like a very like um, linear uh, Sniper Elite game. Which, when I was looking into it, I didn't realize Sniper Elite V2 was a remake of the first one. Oh, that makes sense with the name, I guess. Uh, so, like, technically, it, so what I played was a remaster of a remake. <laughs> Yep, yep. So it's one of those those situations. Video games are so great. Uh, yeah, yeah. But it's okay because I wouldn't want to go back and play a PS2 game. No, yeah, game. definitely not. So, so like for for technically being like a PS2 game, like it was it was pretty good. Um, and I got it for like it was like three dollars on like on sale. So, oh, nice. Uh, yeah, I I really enjoyed uh, my time with that game. Uh, I will also say that uh, Caitlin and I finally finished Alan Wake two. Nice. And How did you feel? I I enjoyed it. Uh, what we did is we we finished the game and we were like, I don't. That ending was kind of like okay. Mm-hmm. Like I'm talking about like the very yeah. I know. I know what you mean. I know. I know. And then we went onto YouTube and just kind of watched the updated ending, and I was like, okay, this is a way better ending. Okay, I did not watch oh. that, so I'm glad to hear that. Are you planning on replaying it? Because I, yeah, like, I, I want to replay it. So I was just okay. waiting a bit before I replay it to. to do okay, it. Uh, it definitely like it's very similar, but they they definitely change enough of it to make you just feel like there's a. It's just like there's a better conclusion. Yeah, because it, it definitely left it, the the way it ended before. As you know, it was very like open ended. Like mm-hmm. you have to you decide like how it like what's going on with like saga and ever and like alan wake and everything and, and they at least uh they wrap it up a lot better so okay that's cool i'm glad to hear that yep um uh and then i will go in to say that i started infamous uh first light mm-hmm. which was the small spinoff uh on the ps4 yeah where you play as the lady with the neon powers yes uh it was fun uh the traverse i, I beat it because it was like it was, I, I beat it in less than five hours. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, it was fun. Like the traversal was really fun. I didn't love the the protagonist. Mm. She was a little annoying. And then you look at like the voice actors and it's like, oh, it's Troy Baker and uh, Laura Bailey. So like, yeah, that's, that was definitely a, <laughs> a PS4 game. In, like, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I, I like the infamous series. I, I, and this was definitely just like, a, I, I, we were just talking about how we wish like Sony and like all studios would release games like this, where it was just like this small open world game uh, that took me like five hours to 100% it basically. There are like challenge rooms and stuff. I don't think I have interest in doing any of that, but like I, I uh, cleared out the map in five hours and 
I I think that's like the perfect size game for you know like something like this. You know, it I it wasn't enough. It, it wasn't long enough for me to feel burnt out at all. I just kind of was, I was in, I enjoyed it and you know, I'm, I'm done with the game. So uh, if you haven't checked it out, I would definitely recommend just checking it out. It's just like, uh, it's just something to, to play. Yeah. I don't remember if I beat it. I definitely bought it when it came out and I know I started it, but I don't remember if I like only played it once and then just did something else. I don't remember. Well, it, it, something tells me you more than likely beat it because, like, if you just mainlined it, you could probably beat it in like two, three hours. Yeah, that was a long time ago. I definitely own it. Sure. I just can't remember anything about it other than the neon power is my favorite in that game, the base game. So, I was also a little disappointed because, like, they have like you know, like we always talk about this, the spray painting. In, yeah, like, uh, they did something similar in first uh, in first light, but like they use motion controls. Ew. Yeah, and, and you don't <laughs> shake it, and it because like you're not because like you're using her powers to like spray paint. Oh yeah, yeah. Using an actual can, like the the what we like is like shaking it, and it makes that noise. Like that's yeah. all we like. You know? mm-hmm. And so that doesn't happen, and that was sad. Yeah. But still, uh, for what it is, I, I enjoyed it. And then uh, lastly, I started playing Vanquish, which I oh my god. I, this is exactly what you would think it is. Like, oh, I is, know. I've always wanted to play Vanquish. It is a it is a game from like the PS3, Xbox 360 era. So it's a cover based shooter, but it's clearly made by Platinum. Oh yeah, <laughs> and, and you're like, like you got the robot suit, and the guy's like smoking yep. inside the robot suit. You'd slide uh, yep, around. Yep. This game looks so sick, and always looked so sick. Yeah, it is. It's a lot of fun. Like I'm like <laughs> this game is made for me. Like this may be my favorite platinum game I've played. Interesting. Yeah. I, it's just like it is a stylish action cover-based shooter. And it is super anime. I'm okay with it cuz like it, yeah. it's just a lot of fun to just like play. What version of it are you playing? The remaster the or the original? The PS3. I bought oh, it. I, okay. I bought it I, I I got it for super cheap, like used on Amazon, and I just got the PS3 version. Yeah, because they did remaster it. They like it came yes. with Bayonetta remastered. Bayonetta, yeah. yeah, yeah. So you can buy it digitally. I don't know if you can buy it physically, but like I think you would really enjoy this. Like this is like one cover base shooter you might actually enjoy, Manny. No, yeah, I always when it was back then, I remember wanting to play it and people like gushing about how sick it is, and I just. I don't know why I never ended up picking it up. But. Yeah, this is a game that I've been just so curious about because, like, I was just like, "What is a a platinum cover base shooter?" And I started playing it, and I'm like, "Oh, it's exactly what you think it is. It's a platinum cover base shooter." Um, so, like, I have a feeling I'm going to finish this game, and then I'm going to be that weird guy just being like, "When's more Vanquish?" <laughs> and the answer is never. And never, never. <laughs> but like. I'll put this in uh, Sunset Overdrive where I'm just going to be hoping for a new Vanquish and a Sunset Overdrive. Yeah. And, and like, neither are going to happen, but I'll keep asking. Oh, I mean, Vanquish is, I think, even less likely to happen somehow because, like, Kamiya doesn't even work there anymore. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I bet it didn't sell well at all. Oh, absolutely not. I bet the remaster also <laughs> sold like trash. But Which is too bad because it's such a, like, as I said, like, there's they, so many generic third person cover shooters came out in that era. Yeah, yeah. And this one is just so unique and like something just different. And I think that's part of the reason why I'm really enjoying it. Also, it's just a lot of fun. Yeah. And I'm playing, as I said, I'm playing the PS3 version. So it's not like I'm playing like it, it aged well. So I, I, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I, I'm only probably like four or five hours into it, but like it is awesome for what I've played. Nice. I don't think it's that much awesome. longer than that, to be honest. I, it probably isn't, uh, but I, I will just keep playing it and I will keep continue to enjoy it. Yeah. Um. So then I have continued to play Persona Three Reload because it is a seventy-hour Persona game. Um, I originally was not playing it very often because I was playing a lot of Street Fighter and then I just ended up stopping Street Fighter so that I could watch Street Fighter for like eight hours a day. Um, And yeah, Persona 3 Reload is very good. It does still make me feel like I'm living in some weird alternate reality where like Persona 3 
came out after Persona 5 and it like just has those updates that that game made to the whole formula. Um, but yeah, it, it like has the same music, but it's like remixed in a way where like it starts the same and then is totally different as it goes. And then it just makes you feel like, well, my brain is breaking. We're living in another reality. Um, but it, it's very good. I'm like 20 some hours in now and I've gotten into the like where the story really starts to pick up like three months in. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I still think that the characters of Persona 3 are my favorite out of three, four and five. Um, it, that probably is because I was the first one I played and I played it right when it came out. But yeah, I, I like those characters. I think they do good things with the updates as well. Like they make it more clear and easier to start certain social links and things like that. They were a weird pain in the ass. They give you way more options for like upgrading your social stats, like charm and courage and academics uh, so yeah, it's like a bunch of quality of life stuff, but also adding in a bunch of new dialogue scenes so that the characters interact more and have fun dialogue and things like that. So like, it's super good. Like if someone played Persona 3 originally and they were thinking like, I, maybe I should pick this up. If you really like that first game, you'll still really like this. And I think that if you were someone who started with Persona 4 or 5, this would make Persona 3 more palatable to you if you had not played mm. it. And this this way you don't have to go back and play the original. Um, yeah, and it's on Game Pass if people want to, you know, just even give it a shot. It's on PC Game Pass right. and Xbox, so that's cool. I, me and Nuki are sickos, and we were like, we must own this, so we purchased the PS5 version. But, you know. Hey, I mean, if you want to support, like, I get it. Oh, I, I always want to support them, and I just, yeah, I, it's something that I would like to own regardless. Um, sure. And it also is making me think about when the original game came out, in 2007 i keep like thinking about when that came out and like me finding out about it from a GameSpot video review that greg kasavin did and being like oh this comes out in like a couple days and it looks really cool i should have my parents buy it and they picked it up for me and then three days later super bad came out Oh, <laughs> uh, and that I like super bad as a film, but I remember we went and they brought my brother with me who was way too young at the time. And my mom just being mortified the entire time because she's like, I can't, people are going to judge me because I brought my young child to this movie. <laughs> it's so funny. Awesome stuff. Uh, and I just keep thinking about a lot of stuff from around that time when the game came out it was right. like in August of that year. So it was like right before going back to school. It was very weird. Um, so, yeah, I, I like Persona 3 before I, I like it now. Still, I think this is a very good uh, upgrade in most ways. So that's cool. And then uh, because I have been watching so much Street Fighter and I don't want to, like, focus on Persona <laughs> in the breaks of Street Fighter, I played the story of Tekken 8 and I just beat it last night. The story okay. of Tekken 8 is so fucking dumb in the best possible way. I, their, their commitment to having every character speak their native language is just like moi chef's kiss. There is a scene, there's a scene where they are in Italy and Claudio is speaking Italian to Zafina, who is speaking English to Zhao Yu, who is speaking Japanese to Panda, who is growling like a bear. (laughs) They all understand each other and respond in their native language. And you're like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen, but whatever, who cares? And like, it's not like the Mortal Kombat story where they like tried to give people character development. Absolutely not. That's not for this game. Do you want to see just the most dumbass reasons for people to fight? That's why we're here. The, the basic story setup is like, Kazuya is the president of G Corporation and he has fully embraced his devil side and is like trying to destroy the world. In the beginning, he beats Jin in his devil form and then is basically like, I'm taking over the world. And only the people who come to fight in Tekken, the My Iron Fist tournament, they will represent their country. And if they win, then their country will prosper. And if they lose, then their country will receive sanctions or something. You're like okay and then the rest of it is basically like people show up at the tournament for various reasons 
like one of the new girl Azucena, her whole thing is she's from Peru and she like lives on a coffee farm and is obsessed with trying to get people to like coffee. And so the only reason she enters Tekken is because she wants to advertise her coffee. And then it eventually turns into the thing where like Lars and his resistance army are like trying to beat Kazuya so that they, you know, he's not taking over the world and it ends up with Jin and Kazuya fighting on a fucking meteor coming down from space. My, uh, I will say, uh, uh, no spoilers for how stupid everything is. But my favorite scene in the entire game is like, there's people chose the good guy side and people chose the bad guy side. Azusena, the coffee girl, chooses the bad guy side, and okay, Leo, the person who fights her, is like, I don't understand. Like, you're not a bad guy. Like, you're just trying to sell coffee. Like, what the fuck are you doing? And she's just like. I think that this side is better for my brand, more optics for my coffee. <laughs> and you're like, this game rules. Uh, and, and then you beat her and she's like, maybe I should join the other side. And you're like, I what the fuck ever. But yeah, I mean, no volcanoes in this one, but definitely a meteorite mm. hurtling to earth with the wildest music engine fighting Kazuya. So like, <laughs> okay, it's like three and a half, four hours, depending on how good you are at the fights. It's so stupid. Um, other than that, I still think Tekken 8 is sick. It looks so good graphically and like it just they put a lot of effort into the presentation and the modes and like I, the way it's trying to teach you, I think is really cool. But then like, you know, they're just really leaning into the presentation. Everything about it is so cool. The way the slow motion works, the way there's all kinds of particle effects and the stages are just goofy and wild enough, but some of them are wicked serious. They They straddle that line of like, we're taking ourselves seriously, but like not really at all at the same time. So, oh, good. I mean, like, you know, Tekken is always those stages where it's like, oh, one of them is like you're in this dungeon, but then the other one is there's like 45 penguins in the background for no reason. This one, there's a stage, as you're saying, as coffee farm where there's like a bunch of dumbass looking llamas in the background. And that's a great stage. It's just Tekken 8 is it's great. I Tekken and Street Fighter Six, I think, are like the pinnacles of their franchises. To be honest, like they they both like really put in a lot of effort, and it like very clearly shows. So, oh, good. I think that's very cool. Um, yeah. So I probably won't play much Persona Three uh, for the next couple weeks um, because uh, Tuesday Ed comes out and Street Fighter Six, and I want to give that a shot, and then Thursday. The potential game of the year comes out for me. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. I don't know if you've. Oh, I was like, I don't know I if you've like, seen out. I don't like know if you've seen the reviews, but uh, that game's good. <laughs> it's like got a ninety-four or something on Metacritic right now. I think. Um, oh really? Yeah. That's awesome. It's like it's very good. It seems like they transitioned the like weird open world into like a you know open area, several open area map, and the combat is as good as it was before but with good new interesting tweaks tons of cool mini games a bunch of weird open world shit uh yeah people are saying it's very good i'm trying so hard not to get spoiled because like Mm. it it was out people were getting it two weeks ago from places early and like now now all the reviews are out and it's like oh please just don't don't (laughs) i can't I can't come this far and then be spoiled on what they change about the game. My personal favorite thing is every review, even though they say it's like one of the best things they've ever played is like the ending absolutely sucks and is too convoluted and doesn't work at all. And I'm like, Oh, I want to see it so bad. I can't wait. Perfect. (laughs) I, one thing I do want to, since I really like final fantasy 16, I want to give final fantasy seven a try this year at some point. You should give not the original, but remake a try. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what I'm saying. I'll try the remake and see yeah. how I feel about that, and then uh, maybe give this a try and you know a little later as well. So. Yeah, I, I was like, I knew this game was going to be pretty good, but I thought that it would end up being like you know low 80s or something. Uh, people are like, Nah, man, this is sick. And then there will be a third oh, one awesome. someday. So I'm very and excited. Then and it's, it's uh, there should only be three, but this is like current gen only now. So. Um, pretty excited about that um i guess the dlc episode for the original for remake was also next gen only which was stupid and made people upset but 
whatever. I, I can't wait on Thursday. I'm hyped to play this. So yeah, that's all I've really been doing. Uh, Rebirth will take up most of my time just as Yakuza I was going to say. People said that it took them like 60, 70 hours to beat. So so are you basically just your plan is to play Rebirth until Final Fantasy comes out? Uh, well, Final Fantasy. Or no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm thinking Persona. Yeah, Persona yeah. and then Rebirth. Yeah. Uh, and like I, again, Persona is one of those things where it's like I'm not—I don't feel like super compelled to play because I already know how it ends. Like, sure. there's no reason for me to rush through this thing when I could take my time and enjoy it more because I already like I know what happens, you know. So sure, I don't have to be like no spoilers because I—I've seen it several times. So yeah, since I beat everything, uh, the next two games I'm going to be given a try. I've decided is which I started Bioshock Infinite. I played about a half hour. It seems really cool so far. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm going to give Stacking a try, because I bought that a long time ago. I liked that game when I played it. I don't remember much about yeah. it, but I remember buying it when it came out on PS3 and being like, this is a fun game. So. Yeah, it, like if I don't care for it, I don't care for it, but like I might as well just give it a try. I mean, like a double fine game always is like loaded with personality. Yeah, and that's one um, of the double, double fine, fine game, like, and it's like what Matryoshka dolls, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah that's, I mean, like that's unique. So like, yeah. try something different. And yeah, that's one of the ones they were putting out in the PS3 era where they were only doing like small downloadable games. So it's like it's a couple hours long at most. So. I figured it wasn't yeah, yeah. super long, so I, I, you know, give it a try, see if I like it. But yeah, I mean, all those I think all those games they put out during that era were really interesting, like Costume Quest. Uh, that's another one I've been wanting to check out. Um, the fuck is the other one? The Mac one. That they had to change the name. Oh, of. Uh, Iron Brigade, but then they changed the name. Yeah, I never played that one. I watched Willie play it because it was only on Xbox, um, and that also looked super fun and cool at the time. So I, now I'm curious: it, did they change the name to Iron Brigade, or because like it, it had, I can never remember? They change. like yeah, they oh, Trench. It was originally Trench, but, <laughs> and then it went to Iron Brigade. Yeah, uh, but people liked that, and it had like a weird like smaller yeah. DLC like expansion thing that people had yeah costume quest was a fun like turn-based rpg costume quest 2 i didn't like as much because it was like just slightly too large i feel like Mm -hmm. like it would like just slightly outstate its welcome for me but every october i tell myself i'm gonna play like costume quest but then like all the video games release in october (laughs) yeah So, like, I, I don't know. I, I got to either make time in October or just not play it in October. Yeah, it's a it's a fun, shorter, like, small turn-based RPG. So, it's cool. Well, I'm cute. Yeah, Ice. very cute. So. Uh, yeah, and so with that, uh, that's all I got for this week. But, yeah, in two weeks, yeah. I will be able to regale you with Tales of the Final Fantasy VII. Boy, I can't wait. I'm like, I'm getting hype over here for that oh and what i was gonna say i i feel like i need to say this to you uh specifically i was gonna buy ultros and then uh it turns out that it's like it's sort of a roguelike but not not really so that's why i didn't buy it like and i can't get a good answer out of people because people are like oh there's like a loop and it's like sort of like a roguelike and then there are people who say yeah it loops but it's not a roguelike and then they like kind of like don't explain it because i guess it has to do with like game reveals and mechanics so people are saying it's really sick but i was just like i don't want to do a thing where i'm like looping through this and have to go through the same map like four times the reviews are very good and like steven totillo and jason schreier are out there saying it's like one of their best games of the year but i oh that's awesome i i just was like i can't i don't want to do like maybe i'll give it a look at some game yeah uh, speaking of roguelike, I know like a new uh, card game just came, like Bellatro or something. Yeah, like it's that. like everyone's like freaking out about that, but like I'm like, oh, another deck building roguelike. Yeah, but it's like it's poker. 
poker, yeah, it's interesting, but like at the same time, I'm like, I don't know if that's what I'm looking for. Yeah, I sent it to my brother in case he hasn't heard of it because he's all up mm-hmm. on those card based roguelikes. So I was like, it but it's like, it, I think it's like one of the best reviewed games of the year. Oh, yeah, so people are like losing their fucking minds over it. So I was like, yeah, you should check this out. He didn't answer me because I sent it to him this morning, but it's one of those things mm-hmm. where it's like, I don't care, but people are really yeah. going ham for this. So. Yeah. All right. Well, that is uh, what I have at the moment. And so we will see you guys again in two weeks. As always, the theme song is Sting Operation by the band Anamanaguchi. They're an excellent chiptune band. You should check them out. And we will be back next time. Peace out. <laughs> <laughs>